the dangers of megadosing on vitamins and minerals. <clears throat> Just a quick disclaimer before we get started here. Uh, I'm currently working on a nutritional testing service. So I have economic interests in promoting nutrient testing. And maybe not surprisingly, I tend to think that it's a good idea that you test your nutrient levels. Hi everybody, I'm back. And today we're talking about the risk of overdosing on vitamins and minerals when megadosing. All right, I think it's safe to say that things are not what they used to be. Everyone has to get used to a new reality uh, with regards to daily life. Um, if you're listening to this uh, further in the future, this was recorded under the corona crisis of 2020, um, specifically the 22nd of March. So obviously people are worried and they're thinking about what can they do besides social distancing and, and good hygiene. And some of what's been proposed is immune system boosting. It's, it's being promoted quite a lot now on uh, social media by different people. And to some extent, it, the, the thought process makes sense. One would imagine that we would be at a lower risk for contracting the uh, virus and, and, and getting the COVID-19 disease, and that even if we got it, it might be, be less severe. Um, and a lot of people are promoting the idea that what we can do for what we know works for flu and, and colds might also work for the uh, the current virus and that may or may not be true um, so one of the things that's being promoted is supplementing uh, high doses of, of different nutrients especially vitamins and minerals uh, but also herbs and this is normally called megadosing and often it's being promoted as a as a natural um, way to promote good good health though really we're going from the the realm of, of nutrition and into uh, more of a pharmacological way of, of using nutrients which has its 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 dangers though in some cases maybe also its uses so does it make sense well it certainly hasn't been tested in high quality human trials studying the effect on the novel coronavirus there's a, a lot of information out there right now quality of the information is varied um, a lot of it is hypotheses, uh, speculation. There is um, there's opposing ideas about uh, whether or not it will help to boost the immune function, for instance, interferon production. Whether or not the effect of promoting AC2 production will be will be a good thing or or a bad thing. And I think it's safe to say that at this point we just don't know. So I won't go into the details now. Um, but the takeaway is that. Uh, we have to live with the uncertainty. I think we should focus on what we do know will work. So that includes uh, especially isolation, so social distancing and hygiene. And then I think it makes sense to stay generally healthy without taking things too far in one direction or another. Uh, that is overdoing or underdoing exercise, overdoing or underdoing fasting, overdoing or underdoing 
um, nutrient dosing. Right, so mega dosing on nutrients is what we're talking about today. That is taking higher doses of nutrients than the normal recommended intake. So some nutrients are fairly harmless in a normal context, even when you take them in quite high doses, and some are not. There are established upper, upper limits for a lot of nutrients. So the upper intake level, that's the UL, or tolerable upper intake levels in the U.S., is the highest longer-term intake level of a nutrient where one can expect to not experience negative health consequences. In most cases, it makes sense to stay well below these levels. Not all nutrients have established ULs. Often this means that the nutrient is more or less non-toxic, even quite high doses. It can also be that there's just a lack of scientific evidence, though. There can be special diseases, uh, for instance, kidney or liver problems and, and, and other situations that have not been incorporated into the guidelines or just haven't been studied. And the fact that there is no uh, UL for a nutrient does not mean that there's any benefit to taking the nutrient in, in high doses. So very quickly... Some of the nutrients that are most likely harmless in, in, in quite high doses um, for, for most people in most situations would be uh, thiamine, that's vitamin B1, uh, riboflavin, uh, vitamin B12, that's cobalamin. Magnesium has a UL of 250 to 350 milligrams, um, depending on where you're deriving them from, whether you're in, in, in Europe or, or the U.S., um, but in both cases, it's only from supplements, and it's established based on the risk of acute diarrhea, meaning you don't need to be afraid that you're getting too much magnesium from your diet, and even if you do get too much magnesium from, from, from a supplement, it's most likely just going to give you the runs. All right, so this, on to the big one, vitamin C. Vitamin C is normally known to protect against colds. Um, it's probably the case that it's that an insufficiency of vitamin C will predispose you to colds and that if you have very low intake levels, therefore, or you are in a physically stressing situation for um, an extended period of time, let's say you do a lot of endurance-type um, exercise, uh, military marches and so on have been studied. Um, this will use up your your vitamin C at a, a faster or at a higher than normal rate. In that case, vitamin C supplementation can reduce the duration of cold symptoms if you started taking it before you fall sick. Now, vitamin C is usually very safe to take at high doses. You can have a little bit of bowel problems as well, like with the magnesium at, at, at high doses. Um, but beyond that, it's it's uh, most people will can get away with taking even gram doses of, of, of vitamin C. Um, however, right now, mega dosing could potentially be a bad idea. So we know that it can be important to have enough vitamin C to protect against colds. However, it's being speculated that vitamin C could facilitate 
an increased production of interferon and potentially worsen the cytokine storm. For that reason, I would not pursue a high-dose vitamin C supplementation program at this point. However, I want to underline that this is speculation. We don't know that high doses of vitamin C is bad. However, a safe dose of vitamin C at around 150 to 400 milligrams of vitamin C is probably the prudent choice right now. And that should be quite possible to get from your diet, as there are many um, delicious high vitamin C foods such as strawberries, guava fruit, um, obviously oranges, um, bell peppers, and so on. All right, so nutrients that are important not to overdo. I'm going to focus mostly on nutrients that are relevant for immune function and thus are being promoted right now. So basically, too much of a good thing, right? Very quickly, vitamin A, you can get too much of. Vitamin D, you can get too much of. Vitamin E, selenium, iodine, iron, zinc, and copper and vitamins B6, B9, and niacin. Let's go through them one at a time. Vitamin A. The recommended daily intake for vitamin A is 700 micrograms of retinol for uh, women and 900 for men. And uh, retinol is the um, preformed chemical form of, of vitamin A. So that's the that's the form you, you need to end up with. You can also get your vitamin A from beta-carotene or other carotenoids from uh, vegetables, uh, carrots, for instance, but they have to be converted into retinol in the body. The upper intake level is 3,000 micrograms for both men and women. However, it's uh, set at only 1,500 for postmenopausal women. And this is due to an increased risk of osteoporosis in older women. Now, this leads us to what happens when you get too much vitamin A. So what are the effects of toxicity? Vitamin A has antagonistic effects on vitamin D. Opposing vitamin D, high levels of uh, vitamin A leads to decreased calcium uptake and increased risk of bone fractures. Beyond that, high doses of vitamin A can lead to malformations in the fetus during pregnancy, and it can lead to um, liver toxicity uh, if you get uh, really high doses of uh, vitamin A, even, uh, even acutely. All right. Moving on to vitamin D. Vitamin D, uh, I think it's uh, very reasonable to, to supplement with vitamin D in the winter. It's pretty unfeasible to, to get enough from food. However, if you do supplement, the required amount is pretty individual. I would advise testing your, your levels. Now, the, the recommended intake is, is 10 micrograms. Um, I think that's too low for most people. Um, if it did, during the summer, you, if you get outside during the summer, your body will probably generate sufficient vitamin D from just the, the sun. Um, and you won't need to, to supplement, um, during the winter, I would, uh, test my levels and possibly my PTH, uh, levels as well. And then supplement according to that to to get it up into a, a decent range i personally believe that is around 40 to 48 nanograms per milliliters that's 100 to 120 nanomoles per liter uh but there's some discussion around where the uh the cutoff should be um this 
probably will will require 25 to 50 micrograms of vitamin D3 per day. Um, again, during winter, uh, there's a, a study I'll link to a study out of New Zealand where they they used um, healthy adults aged uh, 18 to 50. They maintained uh, during summer uh, uh, with with no supplementation, a blood level around 32 nanograms per milliliter. That's 80 nanomoles per liter of vitamin D. And in order to sustain that, they or they saw that they could uh, could sustain that level uh, throughout six months of winter uh, by supplementing with 25 micrograms of vitamin D3 per day. So somewhat lower levels than I would like to see, but uh, but not um, not horribly low, and they could uh, retain those levels with with 25 micrograms a day. So again, most people probably need in the vicinity of of 25 to 50 micrograms a day. But again, test the uh, the UL for vitamin D is 100 micrograms a day. Um, if you go above this for a sustained period of time, there is a risk of uh, hypercalcemia, that is overcalcification of tissue you don't want calcified. That can uh, include heart disease. You can also see kidney failure. Um, so, so serious stuff. Another nutrient that's being promoted and, and really is important for, for our immune system is zinc. The recommended intake is 11 milligrams for men and 8 milligrams for women, though it's it's increased to 12 uh, milligrams during pregnancy. I would use doses of uh, 5 to 10 milligrams one to four times per day uh, for a total dose of uh, 15 to 40 milligrams if you want to optimize your zinc intake. The upper limit is uh, set at 40 milligrams in the U.S. If your zinc intake is too high, one of the things that happens is that you have a decreased absorption of copper and, and other minerals, and, and having uh, too low levels of those can lead to different problems, such as um, an inability to produce uh, sufficient uh, antioxidants in your body, uh, specifically specifically superoxide dismutase, which requires both sufficient zinc and sufficient copper. So, so you can partially um, negate the effects of high zinc intake by also making sure you get enough copper. If you have an intake of, of 40 milligrams of, uh, of zinc a day, you might want to also have an intake of about 4 milligrams of copper a day. So moving on to copper, um, you need about a milligram um, a day. The RDA is 0.9 milligrams. The upper limit in the Nordic countries is set at 5 milligrams. The US has set it at 10. Um, if you know that you have a high zinc intake and therefore you can assume that you have a inc- decreased absorption of copper, the going up uh, and having uh, increasing your, your intake of copper to around the, the UL, at least the Nordic UL of 5 milligrams per day is probably not an issue, at least in the shorter term. Um, but uh, but I wouldn't uh, go above the UL, especially not the, the American UL of, of, of 10 milligrams a day for, for longer periods of time. Um, the risk of uh, copper toxicity is basically both gastrointestinal disorders, but also liver damage, which of course we, we really don't want. 
Another nutrient really important for our immune system is iron. We know that um, iron deficiency increases the risk of uh, infectious diseases, um, and that includes respiratory infections. We don't know how that pertains to the current coronavirus. The recommended intake of iron varies quite a lot, and it really is highly individual what level of intake would pose a risk and what would be sufficient. It varies based on, on your sex and age, but it also varies based on genetics. So I would really recommend uh, testing. If possible, get your both your ferritin and your transferrin saturation tested. Uh, you might also want to get your, your blood work done with regards to the blood count. Both uh, adult men and postmenopausal women will typically need about 9 milligrams per day of iron, um, whereas menstruating women can, will need about 15 milligrams a day. The, the iron uh, requirements in, in pregnancy uh, goes up quite a lot, especially after week 10, hitting around 40 to 50 milligrams a day. The UL for iron intake is set at 45 milligrams per day in the US. It's at 60 milligrams per day in the Nordic countries. And again, this will be highly individual based on your situation. So you really need to test. So acutely damage to the stomach and intestinal lining, which can actually increase absorption. We can see heart problems, including potentially fatal failures. This is especially a problem in, in small children who take uh, high amount, high doses of supp iron supplements. Chronically, we can see um, hepatic fibrosis. Um, we can see um, joint inflammation, uh, diabetes, cardiomyopathy, and even cardiac failure. And again, this can happen even at uh, at fairly low levels, at, at normal uh, dietary intakes, if you accumulate iron over a long time as a consequence of, of your, your genetics. Selenium. The recommended intake for selenium is 55 micrograms per day. Uh, the upper, the UL is 400 micrograms per day. If we get too much selenium, it can lead to diabetes. Um, we can also see uh, nerve damage, liver damage, and on the uh, less less severe side, we can see nail and hair deformities. Lastly, there are some B vitamins that we can get too much of. Now, you'll often hear that uh, if you take supplements and especially B vitamins in high doses, then it'll just lead to expensive pee. This is not true. It may lead to expensive pee, but it will not just lead to expensive pee. It will also have real impact on your health. If you get too much niacin, first thing that can happen is flushing, um, but you can also see liver damage at higher levels. The, uh, the UL for niacin is 30 milligrams per day. The UL for vitamin B6 is set at 25 milligrams per day. At high doses, we can see neurological symptoms. And at very high doses, this even established neurotoxicity. Finally, the UL is set at 1,000 micrograms a day. This is uh, especially pertaining to supplements. Getting both too little and too much folate is associated with an increased incidence of colon cancer. How not to overdose? Here's some steps to avoid overdosing on your supplements. Number one, testing. So if you suspect you have problems or you're looking to, to supplement your diet with nutrients, then as a safety measure, I'd recommend testing for those nutrients once or twice a year. Step number two, stay within the established ULs. So add up the amount of the nutrient you're getting from all sources. I would lock my food in an app like the Chronometer app. Uh, you need to weigh and measure your food. Most food locking apps don't do a good job of 
showing you the micronutrient content. So again, I don't know a better option than the chronometer app. Um, if you're too lazy to weigh and measure your food, the alternative would be to look through all your supplements, add up the amounts of each nutrient, make sure it doesn't exceed the UL. And again, if you don't lock your diet, then leave a buffer um, of that nutrient that you might be getting from your diet. I would uh, calculate with 100, probably 200% of the recommended intake. Step three, some nutrients need to be balanced. We were talking about copper and zinc before, where you might want to get one milligram of copper for every 10 milligrams of zinc. Vitamin A, D, K, and to some extent E also needs to be balanced if you go up in one you you normally need to to go up in the others as well unless you're correcting a specific known imbalance step four variation in your food sources both the kinds of food you eat and the source is important here all right we're nearing the end here i just want to quickly say guys stay safe out there how do you do that well as you all know it's primarily about minimizing contact with others you don't know who's going to be sick they don't even know themselves uh, for for quite a while, maybe up to 14 days before they start showing symptoms. Obviously, it's it's really hard to totally avoid other people, but minimize your contact with others. Practice good hygiene. Secondarily, it it may be smart to stay generally healthy. Prioritize your sleep. Your get some sunshine without compromising too much on the uh, the minimized contact. The right amount of exercise, that is not enough that you're hammered. Um, you don't want to go for a PR right now. Um, but on the other hand, you do really need to move every day. Eat well. Um, we don't know for sure what's going to help, what's not going to help, besides avoiding uh, exposure. We can see from the current data um, that old and sick people you know, generally get hit the hardest by this virus. So again try to stay as healthy as you can and of course seek medical assistance if you really get sick that is if you have high fever or if you have problems breathing but seek medical assistance by calling the hospital or the emergency telephone number not by going directly to the er before we finish off today a uh, short announcement um it will now be possible to contact me hooray i've created a facebook site for this podcast I'll include a link. It's uh, but basically it's how to help your human, and um, so find me on Facebook, and you can write to the site, and I might just be in touch. All right, stay safe out there. Over and out.